They see me rolling. They appreciate me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once more to WHBP, a cycling podcast for people who love bikes and love to race bikes and love, uh, love talking about bikes. Uh, I'm Greg. I'm joining you from Boston, and with me, as always, is my friend Matteo in Minneapolis. Hey there, Matteo. Hey, Greg. This is Matteo. Hello, listeners. We're coming at you live over the internet, and this evening we have for you a very special WHBP holiday edition. That's right. Put on your uh, red red felt pants and your long fake beard your wire-rimmed spectacles because, uh, oh, and uh, I guess also, um, you know, pick up your menorah um, and put on your Kwanzaa robe. Uh, This is the WHBP holiday special. (laughs) Erect your aluminum pole. Yeah, you're right, exactly. You get your Festivus pole set up. (laughs) It's time for the airing of the grievances. (laughs) We're, yes, we're going to have some grievances. Actually, I think that we're probably going to air... We're going to try to ha- have a, a positively <laughs> oriented uh, special tonight. <laughs> yeah, I just realized as I was getting into that description, I was like, hmm, I should probably even be more inclusive. <laughs> you should probably um, know what other religions do around this time of year. Oh, God, I hope I didn't, like, say something offensive. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, You're... Oh, man. I, 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 you know, I was just at a, a holiday concert last night that, that tended toward the, uh, it was great, you know, it was fine, but it was definitely like, holiday, there's a lot of songs about Christmas. <laughs> uh, but it was cool, it was the Boston Cause, Pops. Because, you know, that's the holiday. Yeah, because that, you know, what other, what <laughs> other <right>. holiday <laughs> is there? <laughs> Actually, the difference here is that while um, Christmas is yet to arrive, Hanukkah is going on even as we speak, isn't it? The Festival of Lights, man. The Festival, Festival of, of Lights. Lights. Yeah. So, I hopefully, I don't know, hopefully we'll be landing this one somewhere in the middle of that. Either either Hanukkah will be still going on and having just ended, and uh, Christmas will be approaching, and you'll be, I don't know, if that's if that's what you travel for, to see friends and family and whatever, that you can you can put us on and course i'm saying that as you're listening so <laughs> you've already put us on as you're traveling <laughs> to your winter destination tune into the working men's honest bicycle program right yeah, now this is, this is the best promotional uh spot ever in the <laughs> middle of the show <laughs> it's like listen to whbp <laughs> all right Okay, we should probably get rolling into the agenda, actually. Since all right, we have yeah. So many, so many things. We've got so many special guests so coming spe- by. Yeah. Speaking of all of our holiday rambling, mm-hmm. right? So uh, every time you pick up a cycling-related magazine um, or log on to a cycling-related internet, you're going to see a holiday gift guide and the like. Um, I've kind of been trying to avoid them. I was wondering what what your take on all that stuff is, because you know you're a you're a cyclist. I'm sure that you have people in your life who are like, oh, Greg, hmm, I'll get him something about a bicycle for, for holiday time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do see these. Uh, pretty much any anything, any publication that you pick up or read on the internet is going to have something like that. And, you know, often divided into categories. Maybe you'll have, um, <laughs> and that's a whole other topic of discussion, but <laughs> gifts or stocking stuffers, you know, as the different gift categories, which always makes me laugh because... Um, I see things in the stocking stuffer category. Ugh, 
stuffing, stocking stuffer. We'll fix that Curry. Boy, yeah. But the more I say it, the the more I hate that <laughs> term. It sounds kind of dirty. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, stocking stuffers are apparently uh, need to be valued at anywhere from fifty to ninety dollars. Um, that's another another thing. <laughs> that's... I'm not generally a fan. I think is is maybe what uh, I'm getting at. Though I do appreciate their existence, I guess. But I'm so I'm so loath to ask anyone else to buy me bike gear mm-hmm. because I, I mean, and this is going to sound um, I don't know a little grouchy, but I'm like uh, they're kind of going to get it wrong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't mean that like I, just just I have very specific ideas about what I want and need, and if someone is like, "Hey, Greg, here are some new tires," um, you know, and they hand me a pair of like I don't know a Michelin, you know, Schwalbe Duranos or something mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> uh, then. You know, everyone loses, right? Because I'm like, yay, thank you. You're, yeah, your 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 options there are basically like someone's gonna get you something that you can use but don't really want to, because it's not the precise thing that you want, or it's like, uh, well, mom, what I would like is this one specific thing, and basically I'm just telling you to buy me something. Right. And that's what like. <laughs> oh, and by the way, do. it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which you know, depending upon upon your family situation, that might be fine. Um, that is not my family situation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we we are of humble stock mm-hmm. <laughs> over here. Indeed. So, yeah, that's difficult. Not not crazy about them, but um, yeah, and and it's also like uh, I feel like. You know, the alternative, if you really want someone to buy you bike gear, is to be like, well, you can get me a gift card to, you know, Nash Bar or, you know, cold hard cash. And that's, <laughs> that's not it's great. Like, it's like, either. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, so let's, let's, let's bounce this over to the other end of things and say, like, what does work in terms of the whole bicycle gift giving? Because I do have a couple ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's great. Well, why don't you, why don't you start, actually? What's one of your ideas? Nice socks. Oh, man. Seconded. I'm talking about, like, merino wool, expensive, warm, comfortable socks. Good pair of socks cost $20 these days. It is... The sock inflation is really off the charts mm-hmm. lately. But, but man, you can get some nice ones. It's oh, true. I think that's, I think that's an excellent gift. Because it's also, like, like no, even if you don't... Even if it's not the one that you would have picked out for yourself, you're going to use it. You're going to like it. Yeah, it's, seriously. It's useful. And I, I don't know, very few, who among us does not need new cycling socks? Mm-hmm. See, that, that's the thing. Like, I like to, to think that the stuff that you go through uh, in bikes or in life makes for a good gift. But like, oh yeah, give me like tires or like a cassette and a chain. Like, that's not, eh, I like you like gifts to have a little bit of heart. And for some reason, socks just have this like notion that they're like cozy and emotional. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I also feel like tube socks are kind of like your stereotypical, uh, right. Like emotion free, right. Like (laughs) a gift, but yeah, 
Got it. Know. Got it at the CVS type. <laughs> well, socks are socks are an underrated cycling garment, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's a whole digression. Uh, yeah, yeah, socks, nice wool socks. I think that's that's great. In in sort of in general, um, soft goods, as they say, a- apparel items. Uh, I mean, depending, you know, I don't really want someone to go buy me a jersey. Um, I really don't want like a club kit. You know, beer jersey, a club right. club fit rather, uh, a beer jersey. Not crazy about that, but you know, I have. Uh, if, if if you know the cyclist in your life likes cool cycling hats with interesting designs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can get them one of those, and and that's actually a good one because you can either. So your your cycling hat ranges from dirt cheap um, to. Fairly unnecessarily pricey. expensive yes <laughs> yes but that's but that's great that's that's a, a nice range because it means and i personally am a hat person i love hats mm-hmm. um, i am always interested in new and exciting hats so <laughs> so i'm all about that i i really i really like that and yeah you can any anywhere from your um i've had a number of basically team replica hats from like the 80s you know made out of mm-hmm. cotton um that I've enjoyed, like um, the Zed uh, Vetement uh, hat, you know, from Greg LeMond's, that, what, 1990 tour. That is theme. nice because those, like, the, you're going to go, you, those are not going to survive a lifetime. They are no. going to get absolutely disgusting in uh, three years six, max. Three years, yeah, I mean, it's Maximum. more like six to 12 months if you yeah. wear them regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty quick. But they're they're wonderful. They're wonderful to to put under a helmet uh i like wearing them when i'm on the trainer uh in the basement so that um you know sweat doesn't drip down mm-hmm. into my eyes uh and i also like will pull them off and like the actually like the occasional uh, social setting well i mean well i meant pull them off as in like take it off my head and like dab uh, the, the sweat dripping down various pat, parts of my body pat your brow when you're particularly shocked and outraged <laughs> well whilst whilst on the trainer <laughs> but sure sure <laughs> yeah i'll just be having a, a conversation that's just particularly stressful and, and uh after a long hot day of practicing southern law in a three-piece suit with a pocket watch yeah i reach up camera pans up to the previously unshown top of my head and i pull off my columbus tubing cycling hat <laughs> and just <laughs> pat my face down a bit like oh whew. it's been a tough day in the courtroom <laughs> we all saw some evidence that was uh a little disturbing today we all did our best foghorn leghorn voices well i well i well i, well I say yeah <laughs> our best um oh what's a uh or or you know henry uh, Harry Morgan, I want to say, guy from Mash slash Inherit the Wind. Miss those? Is that one of the Star Wars movies? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Manny. <laughs> um, no, Colonel 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 Potter from Mash. He was also in the Inherit the Wind movie in the what fifties. He was the judge. Anyway. <laughs> you sound it's I, I i sense from your your silence that you're taking it all in <laughs> some stuff i haven't seen is all all right all right well do you have uh any other any other kind of ideas that you like as gifts 
I'm I'm always down with the like cute little arts and crafts. Like if you want to take a chain ring and turn it into a picture frame, that's cool. I've done that. I like that. Yeah. I like that more than the like here is a bicycle themed tchotchke. <laughs> Which I believe Whereas you I might I have actually like the bicycle themed yeah. tchotchke more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like patting myself on the back because when my sweetheart and I like started dating, I I got this like awesome inch pitch chain ring and turned it into a picture frame and she loved it. Wow, did you find that in a dumpster somewhere? In the <laughs> Close, in the found scrap, in New Jersey. <laughs> in the scrap metal section at the uh, the dump there. <laughs> <laughs> just somewhere out in the suburbs of New Jersey. I really, I haven't seen one of those in a very long time. And last time I saw one, I'm pretty sure it was actually in the scrap metal section of like a transfer station. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not just, nice. <laughs> I'm not just being a smart ass. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, that, uh, that that's not a bad idea. It, it does depend. I don't know. I, I'm so ruined by having worked at the UMass Bike Co-op and... Uh, you know, having engineering students come in looking for, you know, used inner tubes since uh, apparently when you have to do an engineering product project, like a, a used inner tube just has magical properties of, you know, you can use it to bind things together. It's got maybe <laughs> elastic properties, <laughs> just like the, just the things that people figure they can do with uh, inner tubes is quite amazing. Used inner tubes, yeah, something like that, or you know, maybe a belt made out of old inner tubes with like a cog, kind of as the, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. as the 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 buckle. Yeah, I don't know. That stuff is okay. Like I, I'm I'm open to that stuff. I think like a cool picture frame sort of thing would be pretty pretty rad. Just a lot of that stuff I've seen has been not so impressive and. And, you know, a bicycle-shaped pizza cutter. I think we've talked about this in our last winter special, but, you know, bicycle-shaped pizza cutter, I'm on board with that. That's cool. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah. I have the park tool one, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's kind of the one I'm aware of, anyway, the PZT2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm curious <laughs> as to what the PZT1 is. <laughs> Whenever you have something that's, like, not the first one of a series for, for a park tool thing, I, I, I get really curious about the rest of that series. Yeah. They've got a toilet paper dispenser, too. They do. It looks sort of like a fork. There's a, a head, little headset on it. Yeah. How often do you think you need to repack that headset? <laughs> I don't know. Probably any time that you're, like, really having to pull a lot of toilet paper off the roll really fast. You know, so the, bear, <laughs> so the bearings heat up. You know, if you're using that as, like, a, uh, some kind of magazine for, like, a house TPing adventure... <laughs> You're probably going to want to repack that every time you put a new roll on. Oh, that is a rough scenario. <laughs> well, you know, that's for your more roguish uses as opposed to your more prosaic uses Naturally. of such a thing. Uh, the more prosaic, you know, use, I don't know, the less said the better, really. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but... Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's got to do it, and Park has you covered. That's uh, <laughs> that, that's good. That might be a good gift, actually. Like, I don't, you know... Park Tool is actually, maybe it's kind of underappreciated. They do have a few kind of novelty um, tools like that that someone who's into into bike stuff might appreciate. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a, this is a good point for like a good gift. I think that uh, a repair stand that bolts to a wall is a pretty good gift. 
Yeah. I know um, that's like some companies sell ones that are just like arms and clamps. Sure. And here's here's what I think. Not everybody works on their own bike. A lot of True. people work on their own bike, but they do not do it comfortably, and it's one of the biggest things that stops them from doing it well. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. I, you know, there there are disadvantages to the wall-mounted ones, mm-hmm. um, but they are also a lot cheaper than the full shop shot uh, the full shop stands, and a lot easier to like move or put out of the way or any you know it's just it's so move? much less i think they just kind of stick out of the wall like a bicycle holding fist yeah but then no i mean move like change locations oh i see you're like eventually you're gonna be in a different apartment with a different basement or fair enough yeah i guess it you know it depends on who's living where no that's a good point that's a good point things like that you know and and you can consult on these but uh with you know your gift receiver yeah oh on your style i have i have another idea for a good gift which is uh good lights oh yeah so we, live, we live in an era which is like this is amazing like i remember when i first started working at shops like uh, 10 years ago and like a good bicycle light cost hundreds of dollars and it had this battery pack that went into a water bottle cage and had like wires you had to like right. run up to this gigantic thing on your handlebars. Right. Now, you know. now for like a tenth of the price, you can get this thing that's probably brighter in terms of lumens and is just like not much bigger than like a D cell battery, USB rechargeable, and I you know, like even I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, like if cyclists had lights, they were these like crappy little blinkies that were sort of like, Hey, look at me over here. And now we have headlights right available or they were us. these giant halogens or hid yeah. lights and like you said they were they were three or four or five hundred dollars um for not even the best one out there yeah and uh yeah they had a giant battery pack that either went in a water bottle or on your handlebars and they were like a hundred lumens and now like seriously <laughs> or something like that like for forty dollars i bought myself a few months ago a surface light that just clips onto my handlebars, clips right off. USB rechargeable, like 150 lumens. Uh, and I feel like if somebody, if someone rides a bike at night and doesn't have one of those, they're, they're missing an opportunity to feel a lot safer. And like a yeah. super powerful rear light, maybe even even better, you know? Oh yeah, I just got myself one of those Surface uh, Thunderbolt uh, unidirect, not unit, uh, yeah, unidirectional LED blinkers mm-hmm. and they're um, it's amazing yeah get it's get, incredible get fancy lights for the cyclist in your life and you know what it, if you're listening to this alone treat yourself treat yourself treat because yourself. they're yeah that that's such a great that's such a great suggestion and and it's just such an amazing we you know it's it's kind of like the technological age we we live in we have these little you know pocket computers that are connected to the internet's at all time, you know, in our pockets. And we also have access to ridiculously powerful lights um, Mm -hmm. for almost nothing. You know, you can get as good a light as you will need for commuting. We're living, we're living in like the, the golden, the golden days of led technology right here. We really are. It's, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, cause you can get um, a really good commuter bike light um, for like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Like Fantastic. really, really good. Yeah. Well, that was maybe an actual useful segment for people. You're welcome. <laughs>
Uh, yes, I mean, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, all right. So, on that note, last year, um, I don't know if it was on this special show. I think it wasn't. Um, but we did talk a little bit about our favorite gear, our favorite bike gear. Um, and I'm wondering if, uh, I don't know, do you do you have any updates you want to issue on that? Is there anything that new this year um, that you want to talk about with respect I think, to bike gear? I think that, that last year... I said that my search and state arm warmers were, uh, like my favorite piece of cycling clothing. Mm-hmm. They are, like, so snug and thin and warm and perfect. It, it's just like <laughs> if somebody like painted on just slightly fleecy lycra onto your arms. So I I finally uh, bought some for my sweetheart for her birthday this past month because she's in fairly thin in the arm region. And most size small arm warmers just fall down on her. Oh. These ones, they do not. They will not. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. So basically, you're reiterating your love of the search and state. Totally. Arm warmers. Totally. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, as for me, um, hmm. I don't know. I, I might say, uh,. You know, I have this set of uh, Chinese carbon fiber tubular wheels, <laughs> <laughs> and they've been pretty good, but that's not what I'm going to talk about, actually. I ended up, to my surprise, because I hadn't originally planned on doing this, but I did a lot of the cyclocross season racing with um, at least one wheel as a tubeless um, wheel rather than a tubular wheel. And I did several races where both of my wheels were tubeless wheels with a tubeless tire on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, uh, it's it's pretty good setup. Yeah. And I'm probably, you know, once my tires wear down and, and I feel like I can spare a few bucks for some shiny new road tires, uh, I'm going to go probably road tubeless this spring as well. That's pretty same- sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. So, and I'm I'm even more weirdly I'm even more excited about it on the road than uh, for cyclocross because it's really useful for cyclocross. But I think that my primary tool for for cross would I would probably remain with clinchers, uh, not cl- <laughs> clinchers. Yeah, right, <laughs> uh, tubulars. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping slash planning to to expand my number of tubular wheel sets. Oh man, yeah, this is so crazy. But you know, so uh, because they are, I I think still better. But boy, is the gap small, like really, really small. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, yeah, and I'm just I'm just obsessive compulsive. So yeah, I would say a good tubeless wheel set. Uh, mine is from November Bikes. Um, go check them out, novemberbicycles.com. <laughs> um, and yeah, they served me really well. So so check that out. Um, I, I'm especially saying that because uh, I had a, a podcast with our technical consultant slash correspondent, Ian, a while back where we were talking about how tubeless on cyclocross was maybe not quite here because um, it has the challenge of much lower volume than... Um, mountain bike tubeless systems while having the uh low pressure of mountain bike tubeless systems and those two things don't go together very well but things have gone to the point where there there are tires that are actually 
in in rims that that fit together really well mm-hmm. and work really well together. Um, you still should probably check um, online uh, because there's some institutional knowledge about there about what works and what doesn't. Um, but hey, if you want to experiment and put together a tubeless <laughs> tire and a tubeless wheel. Um, you can also probably do that, and a lot of the time it's going to work out just fine. Speaking of which, did you get my special holiday package? I did, of, of <laughs> a little late. You know, I haven't... I, <laughs> yeah, it's so late. I know. Sorry about so, that. <laughs> so so uh, me and, and Maddie were talking, and I'm saying this because I don't remember if it was on the show or not, um, but I needed, well, I thought I needed anyway some, some replacement tubulars because I had flatted uh, my front... Uh, you flatted a, tire a whole crap load of tires. I flatted. Uh, I flatted two tires and had to replace one. So I went through like three tires, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I was like, at, at this point, I was like, okay, I'm not buying any more tires because I just can't afford to. <laughs> um, <laughs> a mere two and a half months after that, I finally got around to sending Greg some uh, some old tubulars, which are like you know not bad as a spare to have around in a pinch. Yeah, exactly. I, and it's 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 late enough that I haven't even opened the package yet, but I, I assume there's like a couple of Griffos in there or something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I got it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Much You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad. They were just going to sit around and, you know, <laughs> I my, my hope is since you're uh, far superior to a cycl- cyclocross rider uh, to me, that, that you can make good good and proper use of them and that should you flat uh, in, in opportune time next year, since this year I've, I missed my chance, then hopefully, me. yeah, you can just you can just snap up a second one, just throw it on there. Yeah, I'm so I'm so obsessed with cyclocross, by the way. That even though the season is ending, I've got just ice weasels tomorrow as we record yeah. this. Um, we're recording Friday, December 11th, and ice weasels is the 12th. That's the last race, uh, you know. But I'm already I already have some general ideas about you know gear wise, kind of what I hope to do next season. <laughs> so. Nice. Still thinking about this stuff. It's it's crazy, but I'm oh. also I'm also really ready to be done. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of of I guess next season and whatever, we can move on to the next mm-hmm. segment. And you know, winter is essentially here, despite ridiculous El Nino conditions that we're having here in New England right now. Mm-hmm. You know, with like sixty degree highs or whatever ridiculous nonsense that's happening in mid December. It is essentially winter, and that means it's time to reflect on uh, the season past, you know, to think about uh, what we're happy about, you know, what we're proud about from this year, what went well, you know, what didn't go well, what we uh, want to improve on, you know, and think about goals for next year, um, execute plans to take a shot at those goals, you know, whether they're racing goals or just riding goals or whatever. So, yeah, I wonder what's your kind of... Well, why don't we start with well, accomplishments? Here, here, let, me, let, me, let me interject. Oh, okay. Gre- Greg, you and I, we can talk about this. We can talk about yeah. this a little bit. But I also invite our listeners to uh, write us in something that re- that they're really happy with that happened to them on a bicycle this year. Right. So this is what we're going to do. So tell us about, uh, we invite you to write us in or to tweet at us. You can um, reach the show account at underscore WHBP on Twitter. I am at Grolby on Twitter and Matteo. I am at underscore Matteo. Yeah. So, so tweet at us or tweet at the show account or email us on a spike program at gmail.com. Um, and just tell us, you know, what's your proudest riding or racing accomplishment of 2015? So, you yeah, know? listeners, do it now. Just, like, send us a quick email or a quick tweet. I would be, like, so proper chuffed if 
next time we were recording, we just got to read off like a list of sweet stories. Yeah, yeah. One, you know, one sentence or less doesn't have to be doesn't have to be long <laughs> or it can be long. I don't care. Just you know, just do how, it. however, what do you time to do? Just do it. Just All do right. It. So, Maddie, why don't we start? What, what What about you? What's your proudest riding or racing accomplishment for this year? Um. You know, I, I threw myself a curveball here as I was thinking about this in the past several seconds because I was about to say, like, oh, you know, I had this really great result in a really big race that we talked about on a podcast a bunch of months ago, mm-hmm. um, it, which was a, a, a sixth place um, at a track race at the national championships. But what's happened since then has I'm, I'm so proud of it. Um, my team just kind of like took a look at itself. My team is a small team, about a dozen riders, and... You know, we had a couple really great season-ending meetings where we kind of took stock, and we decided that um, we wanted to recruit a few more riders, and that we wanted we wanted to ensure that we were recruiting women into our developmental structure, um, just to like sort of balance out our ratio a little bit. Uh, we recruited a couple, a handful of really terrific people, and we've had, you know, kind of kind of some of that like off-season. Uh, status, like logistics, what else can we pull together, what are we doing, who are we, what does next year look like, that has just made me so proud of uh, the structure that I have um, helped develop and the group of people that I've put together and the, the type of racing that um, that we can help facilitate. Cool. Yeah, I'm like, every time I do something with my team, I'm just super touched at the group of people that we pulled together well that's a really good feeling to have that's it's really exciting awesome like when a team is really working and and you know doing positive things and yeah that's warm fuzzies warm sure. i got i got some huge warm fuzzies about our team <laughs> uh cool how about wow, you well well uh you know i don't have anything maybe quite that overarching i'm also i i do love my team as well um but uh, we're going to talk about me here. <laughs> do it, yeah, do it up, man. I didn't, I didn't mean to like, like shame you into saying something really selfless with my, uh, <laughs> with my, my bit there. Well, I'm not sure whether to do, you know, kind of big picture or small picture, but well, I guess we'll do the small one because it's sort of emblematic um, of of the big picture accomplishments for me this year, which was um, I'm thinking particularly of. I pulled off a really good result at, um, and it wasn't placing wise my best result of the year, but at uh, the midnight ride of cyclocross back at the end of September in the B race, the category two, three, four race, um, I pulled off a fourth place in that race. Um, and, and that was really cool because it, I was racing against uh, people in the scene, um, you know, in New England um, will have some idea. I started probably fifth row or something like that in this race. And it was probably only that far up because the starting grid is fairly wide at this race. It's like 11 wide, which is, which is, you know, three wider than sort of your standard. Um, and by the second lap, I was chasing in, in third place or something like that for a little while. Um, and the guys I was racing against were um, the winner of the race, um, Pat Collins. Um, you know, we also had on the podium, you know, the guys I finished behind were uh, 
Tim Rata and uh, who's the other one? Josh Anthony. Um, these guys are all fast guys um, in the local scene, and you know these were the cat twos, and I was the little up and coming lowly cat three finishing <laughs> just behind them in in coming out of you know making the sponsors have to look up you know my number and be like, <laughs> on the start list and figure out who I was. That's awesome. Um, and just racing. You know, on top of not only that, racing super aggressively, you know, getting my way to the front of the race and seeing that there's, you know, this uh, uh, solo rider up the up at the front and seeing like hell with it, I'm gonna try and bridge this gap. I'm I'm just going for it and going for it and um, blowing up a little bit, um, you know, sliding back a little bit, kind of digging back in, clinging on and surviving for a fourth place in, in, in almost, almost in contention for the sprint for, for third, there was a, a lapped rider who got a little bit in the way. That's kind of, that happens. Um, it still would have been pretty hard for me to, I was still, you know, coming up from behind. So, um, I can't get too upset about it. It's not like we were literally like neck and neck. And then this guy was in my line. Um, it wasn't quite like that, but yeah, you know, uh, so I think one of the things that makes like, cycling really meaningful is something that makes a lot of other things really meaningful which is when you work really hard for something and you're almost surprised at the payout that you get yeah well and you're like oh about... that was super worth it right and, and we talked yeah it was it was and in, in in you know in terms of the the bigger picture you know for me that was emblematic of of actually putting in some work and, and finally you know putting in some work without being injured and 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 without you know losing all of my time to i don't know work or, or whatever and, and and putting in the time and saying hey look here's a sample of what i can do when i'm you know not either hurt or not able to ride or whatever and and in addition you know we talked a little bit about that weird <laughs> the weird way that some level of success can play with your brain and you know a few shows back and how you can be doing well and then you have a race that isn't so great you know where you place i don't know eighth or something and you're just super down on yourself <laughs> yeah for, you know a top 10 finish as opposed to like a podium <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you're ridiculous and irrational um <laughs> but it's like whenever whenever i felt like uh, you know especially toward the latter days of this race season as i've clearly been fading and run running out of steam and i i have gone from podium contender to more like top 10 contender a lot of the time um you know that happens right but i've been able to look back and be like these are the guys that i am on a level with when i'm good and i can get at least that fast again and maybe Mm -hmm. and and probably faster so yeah that's 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 mine (laughs) nice yeah, nice thing to hang on to. Oh, all right, do we have anything else? Do we want us to do a, talk briefly about? I, I've got in our notes here because we do have some notes. We keep right? notes. That's right, listeners. We keep notes. Yeah, yeah. We're not just entirely off the cuff here. We're not just rambling. Of or pertaining to the cuff. Of or pertaining to the cuff. Now we're rambling. Um, but I don't know. Do we want to talk a little bit about dealing with holiday travel? Just I, I'd say more. What are we doing this year? Because it says this is framed in our notes as kind of you know how do we work around this and the eating and still get solid prep is general advice. And I don't know if we have time <laughs> to really go into that. Uh, and I don't know that I feel equipped to really give advice as such. But I'm curious 
you're i assume you're traveling for the holidays a little bit i am yeah so so how do you plan to deal with um the riding and the training and the eating you know i'm just gonna spend a week doing a lot more eating than riding Mm. that's when it comes down to it you gotta take a week off the bike here and there and uh when you race bikes a lot you're gonna eventually you realize like oh man i've been doing a lot more racing bikes than seeing family every now and then just see the family I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a pro, you know. Like it doesn't. Everything doesn't depend on me having like a perfect training weekend between uh, between December 23rd and December 30th. So, yeah, absolutely. So you know, I just leave the bike aside. I might do some like planks and push-ups while I'm while I'm traveling, but whatever. Just I'm just I'm just training the rest of my life, Greg. <laughs> right you're training your personal life yeah you're training you're training for adulthood i don't know um <laughs> that sounded a little bit different than i meant it to i don't know <laughs> um yeah i'm in a similar boat where i'm doing a little bit of traveling i'm actually mm-hmm. only going to be out of town for about four days mm-hmm. um seeing the in-laws going down to tennessee um and yeah i'm just not going to worry about it I'm just gonna probably do nothing, do yeah. a lot of sitting around, some eating, um, things like that. And in general, on the eating thing, you know, but especially around the holidays, um, I I think that you know it's probably best to enjoy yourself. You know, that's that's kind of hopefully for most of us what this time of year is about: seeing family, enjoying ourselves, just relaxing a bit, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not, also like not being hard on yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like don't be hard on yourself. Like eat some pie. You know, maybe eat a lot of pie. I don't know. Eat a lot of cake. Drink some cocktails and eat just some be like pie. Yeah. Finish that How? bottle of wine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you know what? It's like a week or two weeks, and and you know you can go back next week and and worry about you know race weight and stuff like that, but. You know, the the thing is, a lot of people, I think, get really stressed out, especially if they are... So I don't worry about this too much. I'm going to probably try and worry about it a little bit more in the coming year, the whole, like, race weight and not, you know, even though I don't have to worry about it. I'm, I was born on third base with respect to this stuff, <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it's not very hard for me to, you know, I'm not going to... As long as I'm riding, I'm not going to go over 127 or so pounds, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd like to be for race weight, like four pounds lighter than that. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, it is, so I recognize it's a, it's a lot harder for other people. But the thing is, like, maybe it's important for maintaining a habit for you or something like that. But yeah, don't be hard on yourself because if you do slip during the holidays from your plan, you know, like what's important is every other week of the year. Yeah, um, the, other, the other 51. Yeah, if if you indulge yourself a, a bit during the holidays, you know it's it's not about like the extra like five or six hundred calories on a couple nights. Yeah. You know, it's about like the extra like one hundred or fifty or whatever, like every night, all of the other days. Yeah, yeah. So you know, give you give yourself a break <laughs> if you possibly can. <laughs> this holiday season, we encourage you to be good to yourself and the people around you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, part you. Know, Good, good foods and good drink is part of that. Because uh, I, I know a lot of racers struggle with this stuff. That's true. I don't know. And like I said, I have it easy. <laughs> I recognize <laughs> that. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think that about wraps it up for the holiday stuff. Yeah, man, we're done. So time to get on a plane and go visit some family. Oh, I'm really excited about that. You you coming out to? Uh, you're gonna see uh, Heidi's folks. Yeah, we're gonna be in Boston for a little bit, and then in uh, New Jersey, New York for a little bit. Well, well, if you can come on by. All right. It's come pretty tight, by. pretty pretty compressed schedule for us this year. Yeah, yeah. So it might not happen, but we'll see. You know, if if not, it's cool. Yeah. We got to hang out in uh, Northampton, so that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This thanks think this Thanksgiving, Matteo. I am grateful for your friendship. Aw, likewise, Aww. Greg. <laughs> we should get out of here before we get too mushy. Remember to save us. Um, send save us. Oh goodness, uh, this single beer I've had is actually starting to have some consequences. You're out of control, Colby. Yeah, words sound like other words. Um, be sure to send us. You know your own um, racing or just riding bikes. You know if you don't race accomplishments for the year. Um, things you're proud of um, we'd be delighted to be able to um, read them out um, just kind of share the all the amazing things that uh, y'all have been doing for the last 12 months and getting done so yeah thanks for listening uh, I've been Greg I have been Matteo and uh, happy holidays to all a good night <laughs> good night folks